Welcome everyone to a special edition of Kiwi Talks. I am speaking to the iconic voice actor of Frieza from Dragon Ball Z, although she is not just known for that. She's been in a number of other anime roles. Uh, I'd like to welcome Lindy Young. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. How's everything been for you with work in terms of everything that's going on with the whole COVID-19 crisis? Um. I've missed not doing any recordings of actual voices, yeah. but since I do the, the um, cameos and the um, Zobies, I can, I get to still do um, my characters and with little messages because cameo is people ask for birthday messages or anniversary messages or wedding or whatever, you know, a prank, whatever. And then um, with Zobi, you actually do signings of um, pictures and then you give a little message. So it's still kind of That's good. being with the fans, you know, and um, without doing Comic-Cons, that's been strange um, because there were several this year that you know, just didn't happen. One did happen in Florida, but I just didn't feel comfortable going. So I'm going to go next year to that one. Yeah. When was that? Was that in June? Was it? August. August. Right. August. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a crazy time, but I'm glad that yeah, you still have stuff to do. Do Do you have yes. an agent? Do you have an agent or because you work directly for Funimation, don't you? Yes. I have an agent um, that I do other things like, um, TV commercials and that kind of thing. Um, but since I was already doing the anime, she kind of just, if someone comes directly to her to ask me to do something, then I do it with her. But if it's something where Funimation just calls me or a Comic-Con or something, I, then I have a couple different agents for Comic-Cons, actually. Oh, Wow. Do you lose yeah. track of which agent does which? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Comic-Con agents, you can have more than one. Agent, agent in Dallas, like for going, sending you out on auditions and sending you, um, getting you booked for things. You can only have one agent that mm. way. So I, doing the Comic-Cons, I was like, what? You have agents for it? At first, I didn't even know because <laughs> I just had gone directly to my first one. Somebody contacted me. And I hadn't done Comic-Cons. Um, I just, I don't know. I was a little scared to go by myself. And then once I did one, and it was the first one I did, which was Animazement. And um, Mr. Nakayo, um, Japanese Frieza was there. Yep, yep. And we had so much fun, and we got to be such friends. And um, I'll go to that one quite often. But that was the first one I went to, and it was such a good experience. Then I started saying yes to others. And my son is John Bergmeier, who also... And he works in Funimation as well. Yes. And he sometimes goes to cons with me now. So that's fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mother and son bonding time. Yes, it is. It's really fun. I like that. So was it it overwhelming for you, the first Comic-Con you did? I mean, because they are on a whole other level, the fans there. They are, but... It wasn't because all the people were so nice that it was really a nice experience. And 
they had it so prepared where they took you to everything you had to be at. Mm. You know, they escorted you. They they had everything prepared. So it was wonderful. In fact, the first one was like a spoiling one. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones sometimes don't add up to that one. Oh, right. So the first one was so good. It set such a high standard <laughs> yes. that you expected that every time. <laughs> but a lot of them are that good. It's just once in a while, you know, they might not be. But I haven't had as bad experiences as some people. Some people have had some bad experiences. Mm. I really haven't. Not too bad. Because so. they go over they go over days, those Comic Con events, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Usually um three. Um, sometimes two. And now they have um like one day. Like around here, they had some one-day events that I've gone to. And um, I might possibly do some one-day events towards the end of the year. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, yeah. But um, if I want to, I can. Well, it's good to know that you you have options in terms of yes, being yeah. able to do different things. Because that would be the worst, I think, if is not knowing. I know. And then I, I sing with bands. And uh, one of them. We just started rehearsing again. We had an outside um, gig yesterday, you know, social distancing outside. So that was nice. And because um, that way, I don't know, it's, I missed the band too, you know. That's fun. Yeah. It's a different type of feeling compared to, say, voice acting. Yes, it is. Because was your dream always to be a voice actor? Or did you want to do theater or film or television? Like what I was, just what was the original liked goal? Acting and singing. Right. Always. Always. Yeah. And um, I like all of it, really. Um, I did voice acting, but not anime until mm. I got that part. So I didn't even really know what anime was until did I really they know, knew what it was. Did they know that? You didn't know what anime was? Yeah. Or did you just kind of wing it? I think they did know that a lot of people that came to that audition didn't. They had some information out in the lobby um, that kind of told about it. But even reading that, it was just kind of like, what? <laughs> so what was, the, what was the original pitch to you? Because I know you had to go in and you had to emulate the previous voice actor's voice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like uh-huh. and you did it the best apparently out of all the for Frieza yeah yeah out of all the potential people up applying for that role when we when I went to the audition um, they had us listen to the voices and remember them and then we went into a little recording booth and had to read parts you know of the different characters so you had to remember it in your head from the. <laughs> From where you listen to going into the recording booth. And um, so I I auditioned for several. And I think Frieza, that character, was the last one I thought I'd get. But isn't that how it goes? Yeah. (laughs) The thing you think you won't get is the one you get. Exactly. So I was, I, I had no idea the things Frieza would all do or all the yelling and screaming and all the fighting. I had no idea until 
I started doing it. So what so what was the very first episode like when you first started voice acting for Freezer? The first episode. Yeah. That was where Frieza came in the little pod thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, in the Ginyu saga. But, yes. Um, because you just said that, like, you weren't aware of what she oh, potentially okay. does. Was, like, like, how was the experience? Was it difficult doing a full episode, or did you seamlessly be able to do it? I was okay. Um, I was fine about doing it, um, but they were telling me I needed to be more evil. So I had to work on that. <laughs> And then I had to work on, um, you know, all the fighting noises and things. Um, they would, like Chris Sabat, um, he would he would do it for me first so I could imitate him to learn how to fight and stuff. Right. And to learn the different reactions. And he really taught me well. So. Can you um, give me an example of something like he'd tell like, you to do? If I had to go, or yeah. I don't want to scream real loud now, but, you know, all those are just... Just, you know, landing like, huh, or taking off, huh, you know, just, just all these different little, and little, you know, that guys naturally do, right? Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. Even from the time they're a kid. But, um, so that was kind of fun learning that. That was, that was new to me. How, how long did it take you to kind of really nail it? Um, well. I think I imitated pretty well. So I had that in my mind, but I think it took a little while to really get the character of my own, you know, to add the sarcasm and, the, um, you know, thinking I was freezing, like just the arrogance and almost like a spoiled brat freezes really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thinking his jokes are always funny when they're not or um, the meanness in it, but yet the humor. And so I think, I guess it took a little while to get all that together, but it was fun. And they were, they were good at directing. Um, they were good at, at letting me know, you know, what was going on because you don't see anything beforehand or the, back then I don't, you didn't see any scripts or anything. So you just go in and sometimes I'd look at that screen and I couldn't tell what was going on. I couldn't oh, tell. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. so they get you, so they get you in a room because this is what I thought they did is they'd get you in a room and they'd be the director or whoever, the audio engineer or person giving you direction on what uh -huh. to do. And then you've got uh -huh. a visual of the, yes the image and then you have to try and sync up your right your vocals with when they're talking is that right yes yes and at first um we really had to sync them good because they didn't have as the, the equipment they have now they can move it back and forth a little um oh, but you right. had to really be almost dead on when i first started and you would just see this scene but you know a picture but sometimes i didn't know like what was going to happen if he's going to blow something up or what was going to happen or when you're fighting, you know, it's just like, what's this, what are they doing? Because how, how much, uh, would, how long would the visual shots be? Like if you're doing a specific scene, would it be oh, a 20 second scene or a one minute scene? There were um, like different, a lot of times they take it at a line at a time. 
All right. when they first started. And like a lot of Frieza's lines are really long, so I didn't mind. I liked it. But you hear these little beeps like one, two, three, four, and then you come in. And then you just try to time it right with the flaps. And um, then they'll stop it. And then you'll go to the next one or the next one. And sometimes if they're real short, you'll do a few at a time. You'll just listen to the beeps in between and start again. And um, when there was a real long uh, battle cry you had to hold on to, you could watch the bottom of the screen and see how long, how many seconds you had to hold it. And then you're thinking, hurry, hurry. (laughs) Do I have to really hold it? No, I can't. Because uh, how long how long would some of those uh, lines be in terms of like say when you're doing like a battle battle cry or the yelling or anything? You know, I don't. What would be the what would be the second? Seems like they were forever, but I don't really know how many they were. Did you have to learn breathing techniques or anything? Well, no. Since I'm a singer, of course, yeah. I didn't really have to, and since I'm a singer too, I could place um, that voice back in my throat and not hurt myself you know because a lot of people say didn't that voice hurt your like yeah. didn't hurt your vocal cords um i got so used to doing it that it didn't now sometimes when i do it now because i don't do it all the time i have to be careful i have to make sure i get it placed right so i don't hurt myself because it's such a um raspy raspy voice yeah yeah because i would imagine if you did that too much you would end up having a bit of a horse type you know voice you know how if someone's been smoking for like 50 50 years they can end up with that kind of uh, force but i was fortunate i could place it because sometimes i'd be up there for hours doing that and i only lost my voice one time and that was this is funny, and I, I've told this story before, but it was on a day where, when when newspapers were still <laughs> in style, um, they uh, a news uh, writer came to the. That was our small, yeah, that was a small studio still, and they were going to do a story on everyone, and I was there, and it ended up being the story that I lost my voice, and it was like, oh. The one time I lose my oh, voice no. and it's in the newspaper. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they lose their voices. It's like, thanks a lot. But if were you ever starting to lose your voice ever while you were filming? Like, and if you did, would would they give you, you know, water or get you to gargle something? Oh, you mean if you feel like you need, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. feel like you need something. In fact, later on, I know um, a lot of people brought their own throats sprays or sometimes they'd have different throat sprays there or you just bring a lozenge or yeah water a lot of people use different things um water seems to help me once in a while if my voice is feeling kind of funny i'll put um a big glob of honey like towards the back of my throat and then take hot water and wash it down it just sort of coats coats my throat I'll do oh, that really? for skiing too. Yeah, it really helps. I need to keep that in mind in case I need to do a podcast and I sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll use that too. Because it does. It, it feels really good too. And you just get a glob and get it there. And then the hot water kind of washes it into your throat. 
And then um, if you have to get gook off your vocal cords, lemon, lemon water does that. Oh. I remember one time I was doing a um, theatrical show and I lost my voice and I had two big songs to sing. And um, I went into my ear, nose and throat doctor to see him and he said, well, you don't have an infection. He says, you have a bunch of gook there. So he said, lemons and hot water. And he goes, you can put some honey in there just to make it taste good in that. But he goes, that'll keep them washed off so you can do it. And sure enough, it did. And I got through. I didn't feel very good, but I got through doing the songs and and everything. So, Is there, is there any specific foods you avoid before doing a show or even voice acting? Because you know how sometimes, like, say, oh, dairy, yeah. dairy, for example, can cause a lot of um, yeah, mucus dairy and can. phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually worry about that much. I don't have that much dairy. I know they say you're not supposed to have chocolate, but I swear chocolate helps me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, if it works, it works, right? (laughs) I think chocolate coats my throat. At least that's what I I tell myself that. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I have friends too who think the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I find if I have too much dairy, then my voice starts yeah, to get a bit... Yeah, you can see, yeah. Yeah. I know I get stuffy. I have allergies anyhow, so I have to be careful. But yeah, I don't eat that much dairy. But let's say if I would eat, if I would eat pizza or something with cheese and stuff, yeah, probably. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. Right. So you're not self-conscious in the fact that, say, if you had a, you know, a, a voice role to do the following day that you'd be watching what you you're eating say the day before or the well, night before usually usually i've never been bothered by anything so right. that's probably why mostly my allergies are the thing that bother me right is it like and, pollen pollen and things mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. i suppose particularly during spring well i get it um things in april and then it seems like in the fall and when there's ozone too, like pollution, mm. that really bugs me. And it's like nothing helps that. Allergy medicine doesn't seem to help with the pollution. So, yeah, because what happens if you do lose your voice? Like you can't record. So what? Is, no. what, what do you do for funimation and be like? Hey, my voice is gone. I can't. Yeah, people if they lose their voices, that's just what they have to do. That's just what happens. <laughs> And uh-huh. I would imagine usually it's not for a day. I mean, um, if you don't, if you have something like oh, bron- bronchitis or something, yeah, yeah, it can be a couple. Yeah, one of days. time I got. Um, it was when I was singing a lot, and I got something that I lost my voice completely, and um, I had a like theatrical show to do then too, and I went to the doctor. I only had one laugh to do, and he said, "I'll give you a." Um, steroid shot and that'll get you through and it did wow okay (laughs) he said but you can't get these all the time he goes this but this will work he goes and then tomorrow i want you to take it easy again but it got me through a whole show so okay so there are things in emergencies okay so there are okay well i can consider that as well yeah like the steroid shot Mm -hmm. and like and if there's no infection like i said the lemon juice will um get the gook off your vocal cords yeah well this is this is all handy stuff that i can use as well so thanks yeah (laughs) and salt water is always good for your throat too yeah that is because that takes the inflammation away it's not just an old wives tale it really works yeah yeah 
So when you when you're voice acting, because you, you said before that in those days they didn't give you scripts. In oh advance. yes, they gave no, not in advance. I don't right. think even now people get scripts in advance. So do you have to memorize the script, or do you oh, just go no. in and then you read off it? Um, well, you did read off it. Now they have in the new studio, they have everything on screen. The, the script is up on screen, and the picture. So it's they're right near each other. Oh, so right. Much okay. easier instead of looking having to look down. Yeah, because <laughs> the... we had to look. Because I imagine you look the... down and memorize it. You did have to look down and kind of memorize it. Yeah. Yeah, because the yeah. mic would be like here, wouldn't it? And if yeah, you yeah. down, then it, it muffles to. the voice. Yeah. Yep. You had to kind of memorize it and then look up. And I'm sure that's another reason it went to line to line. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So memorize. Now they have the the script is right there, so you can. It's, it's easier that way yeah because do you have to repeat the same lines over and over like how many times would you have to do the same line for oh example? it depends i mean sometimes maybe just once sometimes maybe five or six times if you you know once in a while there's a line you just keep messing up is it or, one of those uh, is it one of those things that if you mess up a line you become self-conscious of the fact that you're messing up the line and then you keep messing up the line i think so yeah, yeah. I, think, I think with me sometimes on a word, if I stumble on a word, it like gets into your brain to stumble again, you know, <laughs> or your brain's going, don't stumble. And sure enough, and then you end up that word. But, yeah. um, and then sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll have you do it with different inflections so that they can choose which line they want to use too. Yeah. Cause that's a, uh, a point, something that I just thought of so, because with freezer, obviously uh, freezer goes through, so many transformations and then your voice altered quite a bit between each transformation yes. as well. Yes. yes. So, because I think like say with Freeza's second form, you, you went a bit like lower, didn't you? Yes. And then they, they echoed me on one of them, echoed and lowered my voice. On one of yeah. Them. I think, yeah. in the original job, yeah. With the, 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 the alien type form where yeah, it, it yeah. almost seemed like you had dual voices i was actually going to ask like did you re yeah. record the same voice twice one it, with the normal the inflection echo. and the, oh okay i think they did it without lowered it and echoed my voice or something like that okay because i always thought that you recorded it twice one with the normal oh. inflection and then one with a lower inflection but i guess the brilliance of technology i don't know maybe they maybe they have me do the line twice and they did that. I don't know. <laughs> so did, did they give you much direction in terms of would say freeze a second form, second form, how they wanted it to be? Did they just say, Oh, we want it to be lower or did you naturally come up with that yourself? The, the, the deeper inflection. They gave, they gave me directions on how to do, you know, freezer. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were, um, they, they direct, they're pretty good at directing over there. You know, they'll help you out. Even when I come in to do a little part or something, they'll tell me exactly what's going on and they'll let me try any voice I want to do. And then they'll say, yeah, they like it or try something else, you know, try it, uh, raspier, try it higher, try it lower. They'll tell you all these things. With Frieza though, um, since we were, I was imitating the other lady's voice. They just, I let them direct me completely, you know, and kept that voice that I was supposed to keep. 
I couldn't really, I couldn't really add my own voice. I couldn't change anything except the inflections and stuff, mm. you know, and making Frieza be kind of witty, evil witty and things like that. So, yeah. But yeah, they were good at directing. So what, what some of the direction that would they just be like Raspia or would they give you like a full breakdown of what ex- exactly they wanted you to do? Sometimes they give me a full breakdown and sometimes they go, that line's fine. Just um, speed it up a little or just um, take that word down instead of up or something like that. And sometimes they would be very specific on how a line should sound. You know, um, like sometimes they'd even say it, especially Mm. if it was something I wasn't doing evil enough or something. So (laughs) they would imitate you doing the freezer voice. (laughs) Sometimes. Or just do it in their voice. But you know what I mean? So then would you practice it with the director or audio director? Is it an audio director, I suppose? Uh Yeah, off, Yeah. off, off tape. And then you guys would practice it a couple of times. No, and... we just no. He just it was just during when you were recording, right? You know, um, they'll just give you the direction during the recording, and then you'll just try the line again. And sometimes they'll change the line, you know, change the wording because the wording just doesn't come out right. So they'll change the wording um, on the spot, and so it just so it sounds more natural, more you know. Because what's the key with voice acting? Is it just the enunciation? Like, is that is that the big part of voice acting? Like when you you have to, because I know, like, say with radio, because I I did some radio. Oh, radio, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if you're doing like a radio advert, they tell you to over enunciate everything. Yes, with Hello, radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. With voice acting, I don't think it's always that. Yeah. Now, some characters might be, but not all characters. A lot of characters have to sound more natural. So they wouldn't be over enunciating. In fact, with Frieza, Frieza over enunciated. So sometimes when I do other characters, they'll have to say, don't enunciate so much. You have to dial it back. I do. Yes. Because sometimes I, because I was in radio too for a while. So I'm kind of used to that. So sometimes I see a script or something and I probably over enunciate. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I always thought. Because how much how much of a difference? Because you did Barber as well. Would they yes. get you to do Freezer one day and then maybe Barber the next day, or would you alternate between the two during one day's work? I don't think I. You know what? I don't even know if I did both of them on the same day ever. I don't think so. But okay. I might have. But I think usually I just came in for Baba or came in for Freezer, whichever character it was. Because yeah. I don't think they did that to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> with, with a series like that, was it like a day in, day in, day in, day out job, Monday to Friday, set time that you'd work on it? When you, Yeah, when you're doing your um, saga or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Because then it was. And it was really for all the time I did freeze that there was a lot of work because there were all the games too. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So really, it was a lot of work. And sometimes I would be in the booth for a long time, and I really felt like 
beat up <laughs> with all that fighting when I came out of there. I was like, oh man, I felt like I had a workout. Yeah, yeah. Because you're standing the whole time too, aren't you? Yeah, you can sit if you want. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. So I think whenever I've seen any, uh, seen any behind the scenes footage of any voice acting recording, people are always standing. Because I think a lot of people like to stand. I know I like to stand. Do you use um, the the body motions as well? I, um, I don't as much, but I might kind of use them smaller. But I just still feel like I don't know. I feel like I can have more energy maybe when I'm standing. Now my son, he uses, he does use everything he says. He kind of uses his body for it. That's how he gets. He said that's what helps him. Hmm. But I, in my head, I try to think I'm really that character. That's how I seem to do my best. Is just really think I'm them. Yeah. Were there any particular scenes that you found hard to do? Like ones that took you quite a while to nail in terms of the voice acting? Or is there any particular scenes that struck a chord with you in terms of you really, really remember them quite vividly? Well, I remember... When Frieza was dying, but really didn't die. Oh, right. So when Goku killed him yeah. on Nebuk. <laughs> Being so dramatic. I do remember that. I do remember that. That was kind of fun because Frieza was acting all dramatic and like Frieza was sorry and all this stuff, which was such a fake act. I remember that. And I, I guess I remember some of the, the lines like, um, with the stupid monkey lines. Yeah, yeah. Those monkey. are iconic lines, obviously. And like uh, being the most powerful being in the universe, especially that one, because I, I kept saying, that's one line I kept doing wrong. I kept saying, I'm the most powerful being in the universe. I was saying bean, like a bean. bean oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they let me try to find this one said, you're saying being instead of being. <laughs> I'm surprised so they picked that up because that's like quite subtle. It is. It is. But since I usually enunciate it, I'm sure it was. Mm. I don't know what I was saying, the most powerful being. So I think that's pretty funny. because Whenever I hear you say that now, I'm going to be thinking of this conversation every time. You I, will. <laughs> I watch that. Like a big green bean. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned with Freezer dying, did you know that he was not dead? Or did you think, okay, all right, that's the end. I'm not voicing any more episodes. Or did they tell you in advance? You're like, well, he's not actually For some dead. reason I knew then that he was. Yeah, I knew that he wasn't dead yet. I'm not, I'm not sure how, but I did. Maybe they did. They probably told me that I had more to do. Hmm. And it's like people die in there all the time and came back. So. <laughs> yeah, well, true. That is that is a very valid point. <laughs> it was kind of the thing. <laughs> so, and you still had the Baba role even if you weren't doing freezer. So, yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Baba is fun. I I still think she's funny. I like her. Yeah, because you're still voicing Baba now, aren't yes, you? Even yes, even on Super. Oh, yes. Oh, jeez. Now, that voice is just real easy on my voice. The voice of Baba. Yeah. I love doing that. She's so crazy. She's just kind of fun. 
Was that the reason why you stopped doing Frieza from Dragon Ball Z Kai going forward? Was it just um, too hard on the voice? No, um, they decided they wanted a man to do it. Right. Because um, I guess they kind of always wanted a man, but it, I guess at first, since it was a lady from Canada, there had to be a... A seamless transition, I suppose. They wanted but I know to keep that it the they same. Did want it. Yeah, and then they did want a man because, you know, the Japanese phrase is a man, of course, Mr. Nakayo. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted it a little more like that. Okay, so that was that was the main reason. And at first, when they told me, oh, I was you devastated. So I was. I was sort of mad at first, and because um, that's how my emotions came out. I wasn't really mad. I was hurt. And um, but then after a while, I, I understood. You know, I thought, well, yeah, they're taking it in a new direction. You know, they're taking the whole show kind of in a different direction, and they want a man. And Chris Ayers is so sweet and so nice. And, um, so it was fine. And um, and it seemed like I started getting, um, after that, it seemed like I started getting a lot more singing work and stuff. And maybe it wouldn't have been good to be doing so much of that, so much singing at the same time. I don't know. One but, door I mean, closes, another out. one opens. Yeah, it all works out to the good. Yeah, yeah. And then all those, and then all the cons and everything started coming up. And it's like, what? And, uh Oh yeah, because you became, you weren't you weren't really doing it while you were doing the show, were you? I wasn't. I did one, and then I I just didn't. No. Yeah. I, other people were, and um, I had been asked a couple times. I just didn't. And then, it's really fun now. Now I like them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. Because I it's think like I'm the OG Frieza, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, that's right. You are. You are. You're yeah. the OG. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Could, because you get flown around to a lot of different countries, I suppose, to do a lot of those well, um, anime types. So far, I've only been um, to the UK. Hopefully, um, I'll get some other places. Like, um, I, I did a... Well, and that was online. But hopefully, I'll get to some other places. Yeah, know. well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can get you here. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, post COVID, whenever that is, who knows? Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But so mostly, I've just been around the United States. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. And then um, several right in the Dallas area. Like I said, the day day signings, or they did for a while. These popped up, not private signings, where you just go um, to a store or somewhere and you just do a bunch of signings for how long um you just sign a certain amount of stuff actually you sign a certain amount of stuff and they pay you for it it's kind of kind of cool do you get some weird fan interactions though because you know how some fans are so over the top so so overwhelming you know (laughs) (laughs) but usually I don't know. I liked all the fans, yeah. even if they are kind of overwhelming, or even if they're, you know, and of course, they are nerds, <laughs> you know, because and nerds are so in right now. That's what I say. Nerds are so in. So well, nerds, nerd, yeah, nerds right? run the world. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they do. Elon Musk, <laughs> look at him. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so I like him. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I love seeing him coming there, co- cosplay and all that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, I remember sp- the first time though, someone had that thing where it looks like a cheek open and teeth are showing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they came up to me, and honestly, I didn't know if it was real or not. And I thought, what if it's real and they had some kind of problem or something, you know? <laughs> and then I found out because it looked so real. And then I found out that it was, you know, oh, it's amazing how they can make things look so real on oh, their some, faces. Yeah, brilliant makeup artists around, oh. around the world, eh? They can do some amazing stuff. And it looks scary. Yeah, and it messes with you psychologically sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you have to second guess yourself I'm like, is that did. real i was like i was thinking like oh that poor person or <laughs> was it was the person um in character though or were they smiling while they had these teeth out the side or did they look yeah, like they were really smiling, evil? Talking and talking to me you know just talking yeah. normal talking yeah it would be quite distracting though because they'd be trying it to have was. a conversation with you and you're like, hmm, hmm. I know. You've got teeth on the side of your face. You're trying not to look there, you know. <laughs> it's like the first time I saw someone with, um, I mean, now you see tattoos all the time and piercings. But um, I was in a comedy group years ago and there's a place in the Dallas area called Deep Elm. Right. And it's real artsy there and stuff. But our comedy show was in a restaurant down there. And we were going out and passing out flyers. And um, there was a guy that took some, and he had so many piercings everywhere and tattoos. And I was not really used to that. Mm. And and I was trying, like, I didn't know where to look, you know. But now you see so many people with tattoos and so many. But I say he trained me, so because I saw him then a while after that. So I got used to looking at tattoos and piercings. So then for cons, it was fine. I'm used to looking at them. Yeah, that's true, though. If you think of when you're not exposed to a particular group that often, it can be quite a foreign concept to you. And it is. Off of it when you first meet someone like that. So it is at first. So I imagine it, like with, with the type of audience that you deal with at Comic Cons and those those comic type events, you'd meet such a wide range of people, I'm sure. Yeah. From so many yeah. different backgrounds. And they'll have tattoos of Dragon Ball V and stuff, you know, things like that. This one guy had a, a big tattoo of Frieza. Has anyone and, has anyone had a tattoo of you? Of me, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you uh do you still have anonymity though? Can you walk the street and people not stop you or do you find oh, yeah. that you no. get you know um i didn't never i don't talk about it that much in fact there are people where i work out had no idea people where i go to church had no idea and then little by little people start finding out you know all oh, right word of mouth and then they're like what what it was so funny because our um our pastors son went crazy when he knew that i was free though really so funny. and then our bishop his sons um he was visiting and my, my husband said i wonder if his sons know about dragon ball d and i go 
oh, Tom, I doubt it. And then Tom goes and asks him to go, what? <laughs> so then we were talking for a long time because they, yeah, they, they knew Dragon Ball Z too. And it, it's almost like everywhere you go, someone knows about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. It becomes so, whoever knew it would become such a big thing. Oh, you know? it's it's so iconic worldwide. You know, it's 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 amazing, and it's still it big. is amazing actually. Yeah, it amazes me. It still amazes me. You know, when all these fans uh, come up, or it, it was it was really strange to me at first. Yeah, but, but you know, but I you like still you still seem very grounded by it all. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. which is good, yeah. Because is, is that part I, of the reason why you didn't want to tell anyone, like that you voice Frieza in your inner circle? Because you're like, because even I would imagine that you'd be worried that people would treat you different. Because you know how I, some people treat celebrities different, and I don't know. I just never. It seems like almost any acting work and stuff. I don't really talk about. It seems like I just do my job and that's it. But um, now, you know, if someone asks me about it, I'll talk with them and talk. And, um, but I don't know why I really don't talk about it. I don't. Um, I, I've had friends that are actors that have said, Linda, you need to talk about yourself more. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not that way. And I'm not good at it. And I, some people can talk about themselves. And it's real interesting. And it's fine. But then there's people that can't really talk about themselves that good. And it doesn't come out right if you try to talk about yourself if you don't really feel like talking about yourself. Now, people like ask me about the character and what you did and that. That's different because I'm talking about all different things, you know. Has has your pastor at your church ever asked you to, you know, talk about it at like a youth group or something? (laughs) No, but uh, I, I did. I. I ended up like giving uh, photos and autographs to a lot of the kids and stuff, you yeah. know, and um, his kids. And I don't know. They, they know I, I don't even talk about it that much. Yeah. I don't know. They've never asked me. I would though. It would be fun. I'd even so do what- a little workshop. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, so when, when you're t- talking about things, obviously if you're not talking about work and about freezer, which is probably a good thing. Cause then you'd probably get over talking about it if you had to talk about it 24 yes. <laughs> seven. So, uh, so what, like, what do you talk to people about usually? You mean at cons? Well, just in general. So like, if you're not, if you don't talk about uh freezer in, in your work. I don't know. Just normal things. Singing? You talk about singing? Yeah. Just, just whatever. You know, families and I don't know. <laughs> whatever they ask me, whatever we have a conversation about. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because you mentioned, you mentioned oh, working out. I love working out. I oh, you go to the gym a lot. Working out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like working out. I like health. Um, yeah, music. Um, Can you play any instruments? Well, I used to play the piano all the time, and um, then I did more singing. But recently, I've been starting to play the keyboard a little again, you know, since this pandemic, just kind of 
sitting down and playing it once in a while. Yeah. So. Because are you having to spend more and more time, I suppose, indoors due to this ever-evolving situation? I know. I, Of course, I go out with my dogs, take them for walks every morning. And, um, and my family, we have, uh, we always have uh, like a dinner or a lunch and outside one of our houses. Because everyone's still very um, keeping our distance because... It was still kind of bad around here, you know? Yeah. Me and my grandson, I hate that. I, I can see him and, you know, kind of play with them, but not like we usually do. Because so. I've heard there's a bit of a mass exodus from California to Texas in terms of people moving there. More yeah. More. Yeah. I have know. you noticed it? Yeah. yeah. I have friends that have moved back, you know, from California. Yeah. And I don't know why. I guess because it's not as expensive here. That's probably one reason. Yeah, well, California is really expensive. Because isn't don't you pay more tax in California than you do in yes. Texas? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and house everything, everything's more expensive in California. And I, I think people that are there, especially when they're getting older, if they want to think about later when they're going to retire, even if they're actors, or whatever, they'd rather be here because they could afford it more. Yeah. Yeah. Because is is Fun- Funimation's based in in Dallas, isn't it? Um, it's Laramond, but it's right. It's near Dallas. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't take you that long to get to work, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have other little studios now too. Oh, do they? Um, yeah. Uh huh. They have a a studio called Sound Cadence and Starman, and they're all doing starting to do anime. They all do some anime. Um, in fact, I had an audition this week where they're going to actually um, bring people back into the studio at one of them. Oh, Not wow. at Funimation. I don't think they are at Funimation yet. There might have been a few people, but most people I know that have done anything have done it from home. Because hmm. has, the, has the work environment at Funimation changed a lot over the years from when it originally started? Because from what I understand is when Funimation was first working on the series, it was kind of new to them, right? And obviously they've and been doing it. It was a little tiny, just it was um, a studio on top of a bank building. Just oh, really? Little. Yeah, just very little, um, little sound booth. Um, yeah, they had a little, you know, little editing room, a little this, that. Um, and now it's huge, you know, they have so many different studios and um, the whole business building and and the studios are nice um, it's really nice yeah yeah because i know i know with the series they stick more to the japanese roots now right they try to yeah. carry on a lot yes. from the japanese dub to the english dub yeah. whereas opposed yeah. to the old days where they would try and americanize everything or westernize a lot of the mm-hmm from the voice acting to even the music. I mean, obviously I had the composers on. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's, 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 that's why I was interested in knowing how much the environment has changed. Yeah. Yeah. They, you're right. They have been. The music is different now. And... But the fundamentals of how you record is, is still pretty much the same. Would, oh, yeah. you, would you ever have, like, say, Sean Schimmel? Would he ever be 
opposite you while you're recording? Oh, no. You're no. just always by yourself. Always by yeah. yourself. So they wouldn't Always by yourself. Okay. So but, that's so even, why, uh-huh. that's why um, you had to really act because you, you don't have anyone acting with you, you know? There's no one to uh, feed off, no energy no. together from another actor. No, unless, unless someone recorded before you, then you can hear what they're doing. Um, but no, you don't. You, that's the one thing that's different. Really, different. That, would, that would be a mission for the engineers then, because obviously when, say, that fight was between Goku and Frieza, I mean, that right. goes on for a long right. time. So right. many episodes. But it looks seamless on screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I always thought that, yes, you guys recorded differently or different times but you might have been in the same booth like maybe two different microphones and then maybe he'd just try and act out to try and give you the energy for you to feed off to play Uh, the character that would be kind of that probably would have given energy but no Uh, well that hey that's even more impressive for you then that you had to kind of channel (laughs) that from from nothing exactly (laughs) yeah i know but that's why it was so important to just picture yourself as that character. And um, you had to picture, I mean, you could see them on the picture, but you couldn't really hear them. Unless, like I said, they recorded for you. And, but I can't remember if at first we could even hear them. Then. I know now you can hear anyone that's recorded um, in a scene, oh. as long as they've recorded first. Right. So if you record last, you could hear a lot. If you record first, you're not going to hear anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was that was that the whole throughout the whole series or the original dub? Um, yeah. Because there were two versions, wasn't there? There was the original dub, and then they went back and then they redid yeah, yeah, the Saiyan that. and the Namek saga with yeah. say your character, and then they did yeah. it again with Kai. But between yes. those th- those two first versions, was there much mm-hmm. redubbing that you had to do, or were you just Pretty much yes, just doing the Namek and uh, like the, the the Namek saga before, but anything anything part like Ginyu, they just kept, or did you have to redub anything? I think I did have to redub. Yeah. Was it a lot, or just small little things here and there? I think it was a lot. Really? I think so. Did they did sure. they did they state the reasons as to why you had to redub it? You know what? What was that? What was the what was that one called where we did it? I, I can't even remember. Because I think um, cause it, it, was, it was the one for DVDs, I think, when they went back, because obviously the original Ocean Dub. Oh, the DVDs? Yeah, we did a lot of um, Yeah, because the Ocean Dub was, I think, the Saiyan Saga and the Namek Saga, and then Funimation kind of went in-house. I think from the Ginyu saga onwards. And then I think after Boo, they went back and they redid the San and Namek saga. I remember doing some things over. I do remember doing some things over again. Yeah. It's hard to remember. It was so many years ago. Yeah, of course. I, I, I imagine I'm so. Pretty You've sure done I had to do, um, I'm pretty sure I had to do a lot of it over again. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I imagine by that time, you probably would have forgotten that you did, did the, right. <laughs> what probably. you did originally. Yeah. Probably didn't. Certain lines, yeah, probably didn't do the same. Certain lines, because they stick in your head, you know? Mm. Or sometimes, 
I'd be doing a scene and all of a sudden I could hear it like I used to do it, you know, like yeah. I did it before. It just depends. Sometimes I probably wouldn't even remember. <laughs> How good's your memory? Um, you mean in memorizing things? Yeah, yeah. Can and memorizing things, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Sometimes at, at remembering, like, after I memorize it, Liam, and then I don't remember. <laughs> Once I'm done, it's like I don't remember. Oh, so your short-term memory is better than your long-term yeah, memory. I think, so. no. I think with work, a lot of times I would just do my stuff and then just exit it out of my brain because I didn't need it anymore. Mm. You know what I mm. mean? Yeah. Is it is it the same process? Because obviously you've worked on a number of other uh, animes or TV shows. Is it the same process when you're recording for those as well? Or is it different from show to show? Or is the process largely the same? Um, you mean for all the anime? like it's Yeah, animation? yeah. So when you're recording your lines, uh, <laughs> is it the same process? Mm -hmm. Is it the same team you work with? Because obviously Funimation covers so many different areas, but do they allocate one person per particular show? What do you mean? Do they so have say say uh, like if you had a audio director, is it the same audio director or a different director oh. that's directing you? Yeah, they they have um, the directors and for a certain show they take they take that whole show. Right. They have, in fact, in the different studios, it'll say the name of the director, the audio director. Um, and they just, they have that show that's theirs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you still, true. do you still have to audition much or are people like, Oh, I, Linda Young, we know her. Oh, Give the role well, to her. When like last year, when I could go in the studio, they would just call me in for a lot of, I played a lot of little parts. Like one I had so much fun was a show called Double Decker and it was a landlady and she was so crazy. I love that. But they would just call me in for, um, you know, like crazy old ladies or little nice grandmas or, you know, all those type roles. But this year, like, isn't there's been nothing since the COVID. Yeah. So, so uh, does your email get flooded with people requesting signatures or voiceovers or little recording no, messages? no. Um, mm -mm, I mean, I have, uh, like on Facebook, there's a lot of people that are, are fans on there, but no, they mm. don't. Um, and sometimes I get fan mail, you know, I don't know how they find my husband. And if I do get it and they send something to have signed, you know, uh, then I usually sign it. As long as it, as long as it wouldn't end up being tons of stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you don't get stacks <laughs> and stacks of fan mail, do you? No. Yeah, that would just be overwhelming, and you wouldn't be able to respond to every single one. Either. No, I wouldn't. I and, do wonder. Uh, I do wonder how some fans manage to find the address of, you know, their, their I don't the know. people that they're obsessing you figured, over. You figured they took that much time to find it, you know, and they. And it's usually been, you know, someone younger and they have a cute little letter they write. Yeah. Can't resist that. <laughs> I remember the first one I got was so cute. Oh, my first fan letter. <laughs> Were you like, yes. Did you frame it? 
<laughs> no, but I have it. Oh, you I still do got it? it? I do, I do. Does yep. the per- does the person know who sent it to you that they were the very first fan mail that they sent to you? No, probably not. Mm. And they're probably a lot older now. Yeah. You should tell <laughs> them. They'd probably be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I should, I, I should look up the – I have the letters. I should look at the name. And then I can say it sometime on yeah. one of these podcasts. <laughs> say yeah. their name. For sure. It's like – uh, it's like when I got on Cameo, um, this, someone hired me to do it. And I said, you're my first fan. And he said, oh, wow. He thought that was neat that I, I did the Cameo for him. The first first Cameo I did was for him. Well, it's, so, being first is always the best. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, and it gives you bragging rights as well. I think. Yeah. That's what a lot of people <laughs> like. I think even if it's a first comment That's on a, right, on a right, video or something. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm the first. Yeah, you're right. I guess it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is there, any, is there anything in your career that you haven't done that you still want to do? Well, I do like, I really do like the voice work. I hope I'll be able to do more. Um, is there a particular show you're not on that you'd like to be on or do some voice acting work for? I think I'd. I'd love sometimes to do something really family-like, like Disney or something like that. That would be so cool. Yeah, well, they're the they're the big, big company at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So more of the animated stuff. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to be in Star Wars or some oh, of the Marvel well, movies. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. love being in in films. I mean, I've only had little parts in films, but sure, I love I love that. Because how would you how would you advocate uh, be an advocate to get to those sort of roles? Because uh, I imagine those big big corporates are all based in LA. Yeah, you know, you and you probably to, have to go through someone, you know, someone who knows there. someone who knows someone who's yeah. connected to the big cheese. Oh yeah, if you did, you could be lucky that way, or you just have to live in LA or live in New York. Yeah, really go after things, you know, and. Have you spent uh, any type of um, any time in LA and New York, like a substantial no. amount of time? When I when I was younger for a while, I thought I was going to move to New York, maybe. And then I got married and had kids instead. I'm really glad I did because I love my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're so. I could, I couldn't imagine not having my kid. You know, so I know I made the right choice there. And then I still ended up doing a lot of things. You know, even though I um, raised them and, uh, yeah. And then John does things too, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool that he's he's now working for Funimation. He's doing voice acting work. He's kind of carrying on what you started. Then my daughter is a smart one. She is. She has a nine-to-five job. <laughs> she, <laughs> she works in medical and she... Uh, she loves rock climbing and outdoor activities, so she can always get time off to do all the stuff she loves. She travels. She's uh, she's pretty awesome too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, I think I might wrap up there. This has been amazing, Linda. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. 
I hope I hope everything just really works out in terms of this COVID thing. I mean, I don't know when right. this vaccine's yeah. coming over and some normality can return um, for you guys. We don't really notice it here because everything's just normal because um, we don't really have any community cases. So, Oh, wow, really? Yeah, we've... Um, Basically, anyone who flies here gets quarantined at the border, so yeah. it's not actually within the community at all. So there's normal events and everything. I think we're doing one of those um, kind of Comic Con type events. It's called Armageddon here. Wow! But I'm I think a lot of it's online, maybe due uh-huh. to because we did have a lockdown earlier in the year, and maybe the event managers didn't know what was going to happen, so they didn't yeah. want to risk um, booking all the stuff with guests and then not them not being able to come over and if anyone comes into the country they have to quarantine anyway for two weeks so but yeah i know a few people so i'll see if i can um when when, yeah when there's another one of these events i'll see if i can be like hey get linda young get linda young yeah 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 free free flight to another country yeah it's pretty good my son too (laughs) yeah yeah both of you put you up in a hotel yeah (laughs) That'd be good. That'd be good fun. Yeah. yeah, it would be. Yeah. So do you have any um, social media where people can follow you? Or are you oh, not into yeah. all that stuff? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, I guess it's just at Linda Young VA. Yeah. Um, and I'm on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. It's Linda Sorda on Instagram. Linda Sorda. Sorda. Yeah, because there's a group I am in called the Sorta Sisters. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. And then um, Facebook's just me, Linda Young. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. But okay. I got on Twitter just this year. I got on Twitter. Ah, uh, did you? Yeah. Probably during, you know, everything going on. Mm. Like, You're supposed to be on Twitter. You should get on Twitter. And uh, uh, do you know who Bruce Elliott is? I've heard he's the name. Uh, oh, yes. He's like, yes. He's, like, he's older, too. He's like, you got to get on Twitter. <laughs> I go, well, I guess if you got on, I can get on. <laughs> he goes, yeah, if I could get on it, anyone can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it is. And but I imagine know, with your following, you'd have a lot of very happy, positive people. I think there's, there's yeah, just some are, aspects of social media that it can be quite negative. I know. And a lot of people say Twitter can be a lot. Yeah. Um, but so far, it's been, I've I've had mostly nice things on Twitter. So. That's good. I imagine I, you will. Everyone yeah. loves you, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before before you go, uh, do you mind just saying a line in Freeze's voice? Sure. What do you want me to say? Got a favorite one? Um, just say thank you for listening to Kiwi Talks. That's pretty easy. Uh, thank you for listening to Kiwi Talk. <laughs> it's my favorite podcast. <laughs> legendary. Legendary. You still got it, Linda. Still got it. Even after. Oh, thank you. <laughs> would, hey, that reminds me. Have, has anyone like made any like fan made Dragon Ball Z games that they want you to voice? No. Well, 
no one's really no one's asked me mm. uh, i may have planted the seed there someone might be like yeah it seems like i mean i no, no one's actually asked me. Uh-uh. Have you seen, because there's a couple of clips online, because I've seen it. So they've done it, uh, obviously, with the Scott Morgan, Mike Smith, and uh, Julius yes, Debosh, yes. but with the, with the music that they did for uh, Dragon Ball Z, some people have taken that and they've put that as the music for Dragon Ball Super. But they've actually done the same thing with you in regards to certain scenes as Freezer. They've, oh, I did see that. Yeah, with yeah. My voice in the Super. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they someone sent me that. I thought that was pretty funny. It looked yeah. pretty cool. It did look cool. It was, it was I said, awesome. Oh, I'm Golden Freezer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure oh, there's yeah. some dedicated fans out there. So they, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as surprised if um somebody you know dubbed the whole series in your voice or imitated your Freezer <laughs> voice and did it. Fans sure. are de- fans are dedicated. <laughs> Yeah, they are. That one, um, those guys that do those funny dubs of Dragon Ball. Oh, is that, um, what is it? Dragon Ball? Is it Dragon Ball Abridged? I think it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. It's <laughs> hilarious. I've seen a few of those. And they're, oh, they're funny. Some <laughs> people I don't think like it. <laughs> oh, they just need to get a sense of humor. <laughs> they do. Yeah, because it's pretty funny. I like it. Cool, Linda. Hey, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. I am planning to get over to Dallas at some point post COVID. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. So yeah. my partner's my partner's Indian, and she's got a lot of family in the states. Uh huh. One of the perks of being with an Indian is they they have family everywhere. So um. <laughs> You get to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So free accommodation at a lot of different places. So we are probably planning to get there. We were actually supposed to go this year, but obviously due to COVID, that's not happening. So um, yeah, at some point I'll be in the area. So yeah, I'll have to buy you lunch or, or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just keep in touch. Yeah, um, likewise. And stay safe. Yeah. Stay away, stay away from sick people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They try to. <laughs> yeah, people need but to. You wear never it. know. You know, you don't know who's really sick unless oh, they're yeah. coughing a lot. Yeah, well, that's right. There's asymptomatic people, isn't there? Like, every, like right in the Dallas area, people have been being pretty good, you know, wearing their masks and mm. keeping distance. But. All right. Well, it seems like uh, her internet connection has cut out. So that is the end of the show, everyone. Uh, Make sure you share, like, and subscribe, and uh, stay safe until next time. See ya.